You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Radical Ones, to another week of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hunter, and Jason is dead, Rob. Jason is dead. Rob (laughs) is back this week to co-host, and as of last week, the man himself is gone. Yeah, I don't don't fuck with the pre-Jason. I don't fuck with that one. Nope, can't (laughs) with that. So I hope you all had fun, because now it's the new beginning. It's the new generation. It's the new Jason. I'm ready. And that's right. It literally is that. Friday the 13th, a new beginning. (laughs) Now, what's funny about this week with our shows is that this movie takes place at a sort of youth center for delinquents. And we'll Mm. talk about that. But coincidentally, I ended up scheduling a film review on Detention Camp myself on the Disney film Holes. So it's it seems to coincide we did not plan this folks this week you're getting detention camp on both podcasts so if you haven't listened to this week's episode of movie geek and proud that posts on wednesdays yes definitely check out the lighter ish side of detention camp on Movie Geek and Proud. So yeah, welcome to Detention Camp. It's the serendipity that we find with our podcasts. Yes. Which is always wonderful. So Uh with Detention Camp... (laughs) 
1985, as we mentioned, Jason is supposedly dead, but is he? That is the question. This is the fifth entry in the film series. And Rob, we start off with Tommy. Tommy Corey Feldman is back from the previous entry to do a cameo. Were you happy to see him, this little tie-in? I actually was happy to see him. I was glad that not only did they ask him back, even if it's just a minor flashback, but it was new footage and he, and he agreed. I think that's awesome. What a great way to start because usually they would just do archive footage of what happened with the little entry. But I wonder if they tried to do a little bit of a fake out because you know how they're used to kind of going back and tying loose ends. So it's like, are we going to kill Tommy? And they were like, nope, just a dream. They love that in this franchise. They do. What I thought was also funny is like, leave it to the 80s. Apparently in movie land, all raincoats have to be yellow. That is a given. That is a given. Have you ever seen? Okay, yeah, maybe I've seen other colors, but yellow. In the sense of horror for sure, but like for the most part, it's always yellow. This is Tommy. We are not dealing with Georgie today. Like, (laughs) wrong movie. But very awesome that he came back. Well, it goes back to part two that we did with that little boy out in the rain outside Alice's house. Yeah. Yeah. My thing also is the fact in this dream that let's bury him and then also (laughs) label it. Let's just tell everyone where he's buried. Like, if you hadn't done that, I don't think anybody would have found him. I just find this funny. Let's just let the world know where he is. I agree. He should definitely have had an unmarked grave, if anything. Do you love the horror movie ambiance with this, Rob? There is rain, fog, a graveyard, wooden casket, a wooden tombstone that says Jason Voorhees all primitive looking and crazy. It's very Pet cemetery. Definitely Pet cemetery. This poor kid though, I mean, we can say all we want about like, oh my God, why are you there? Run, get out of there. Like that is a thing when you are like super traumatized. Yes. Like sometimes your body just freezes and you can't move. You're in shock. Brain just doesn't click sometimes for people. And you know, I, he was frozen a little too long, but it still was was very traumatizing to just be in that situation like he couldn't move but i would have like tried to stop them before digging it up or something i don't know why he hid but again it's just a dream we won't dwell on this but what a beginning right well that's what it why it makes sense that jason a was buried in his hockey mask with a machete so he was able to just wake up with a machete right in his hand so yes it was a dream but i feel like Corey's being on here legitimizes this entry almost in the franchise because it gets a lot of hate. I always called this my favorite, Rob. Really? Interesting. I I think... I think it's only because of one reason. And I think one and one only. That's the only, I honestly, yes, rewatching it, I can honestly say it's probably not my favorite in the franchise anymore. But that doesn't mean that I don't get something from it. <laughs> <laughs> Have we passed by your favorite yet? Or is it later in the series? You haven't even picked one yet, huh? No, because it was always number five. Yeah. But now it's going to change. So I want to feel like at the end of this, I want to have a new favorite or maybe i'll just go to number five yes no so the very very last friday of august find out which jason Voorhees movie is ryan's favorite we will learn all together Okay, so Tommy does have that little flashback. And the adult Tommy is dropped off 
Well, adult-ish. Yeah. How old do you think he is in this movie? Well, I don't remember his age from part four, but this movie is five years later. So he went from Corey Feldman to that. Yeah. So I would say he's not 18 because I don't think they would really take care of him in this center. These are for preteens who are not sort of legally out there to do their own thing. So they're still ward of the state or whatever the case may be. And he they're too young to make. So I'm like assuming he's six, like 16, 17. Yeah, my God, what a transformation. Well, so that's one question I wanted to ask you is, would you have preferred Corey Feldman to take on this role as a literal adult, not adult, but a literal age growth and and just come in or were you okay to get what we got? Because I don't know if Corey Feldman could like embody this anger. He's just a jokester. He's known to be the funny guy, you know? That's true. But I feel like if he used maybe this real world stuff that he has, has gone through evidently, possibly, but you're right. And I guess with them jumping ahead, cause they wanted him to be a little slightly older. He couldn't play it, but honestly, I probably would have preferred him to keep the character, but at the same time, no, because this time, Tommy actor. Yeah, so John Shepard is his name. Uh, you don't really recognize him for most stuff, but this is something that he will always be remembered for. John Shepard, man. Oh, I liked him in this. I thought he was good playing the character that he was. I mean, he didn't have much of a speaking role, but I, I thought that... Uh, it was definitely angst yeah. he went for. Do mm-hmm. your best brooding, do your best angst, angst. Okay, so Tommy is dropped off by the police to Pinehurst, which is where Rob in Camp Crystal Lake's ever-growing, spanning area that never ends and everything is part of Crystal Lake. The woods just keep getting bigger. (laughs) I mean, either Jason is bored as hell or he really just doesn't want anyone in the woods, period. I, I don't know. We don't have an exact location of where this Pinehurst is, but it has right. to be somewhere in the vicinity because everyone knows of the legend still. So do you think that he should only be sort of limited to Camp Crystal Lake or he should be able to just kill wherever? I mean, he's he's a psychopath. He went to the city in part two for like a split second. So he's not limiting himself, but there's something cool about Camp but there's no reason to go back. So so we kind of just have to let that go. You know what, though? I think that's what sets him apart, like, from a Michael Myers that will... Okay, Michael Myers always kind of stays in the same area as well, but he'll, like, kill everywhere. I like that it was Camp Crystal Lake that Jason was just part of and monitoring. and But yeah, I guess it makes sense. You need to expand. At one point, he'll be blasting off into space. So, you know, <laughs> who are we to judge? Yeah. Near Pinehurst, we also get it is close to a neighbor's property with these motorcycles list obnoxious rednecks this is what the synopsis calls them ethel and her dim-witted son jr ethel warns everyone there to stay off their property morning ethel hi don't you look lovely today poor shit now sheriff you better hear me and hear me good i want this loony bin closed down do you hear me fella now these kids ain't nothing but trouble they don't respect others property and they're all crazy you tama Oh my god. I I forgot how annoying these two characters were. I forgot that the son is like, Ma, they hurt me, Ma! And and riding around on his motorcycle like a crazy person. I can't, Rob. I can't take these two. I just have one word. I- Yeah! 
they were all over the top. She was cooking over the top. Ethel is one of the best creations in all of cinema. I'm just oh saying God. that right now. I She is hilarious. She plays the stereotype so well. And I'm sure if you like look her up, maybe see a video of her in an interview, she's completely the opposite. I mean, they really tried to embody sort of like you are in a location that is so secluded yeah. from anything. And this is how these folks act. And um, we don't know the history with, with Junior. We don't know what happened to the father. I just, Ethel is just everything. But do you like, that when that gentleman shows up because there's a little thing that's going on a trope throughout this movie it's the possible other Jasons that might be kind of thing so that's what's so interesting about this one and I understand why a lot of people didn't like it but look we got the final chapter this movie in franchise clearly was not going to stop people wanted more <laughs> right and this was their way of trying to bring it back but you can't just be like oh oh, he is a zombie, or oh, he never died back then. I mean, we didn't see a body. We didn't. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so with this movie, they decided to kind of go back to the beginning, literally a new beginning, and give us sort of this, like, who is the killer? Is it the mom again? No, I doubt it. But I'm just saying, like, they're trying to give us all of these different possibilities. Is there a new Jason, or is he actually back from the dead? We don't know. We don't know, because we haven't really given that supernatural vibe of it yet. They haven't crossed that line. Is this the time that they're going to do it? And so I think... From that particular perspective, this isn't that bad of an idea. I don't. I didn't dislike this movie. I don't. I think this is a fun one. Credit for originality, not trying to automatically bring him back right away. It's a. It's it's a little bit of a desperate attempt, but again, it, it just has. It just matters what it was like at that time. Would right. they have accepted him to be just this supernatural entity to come back? Especially when you title the film the final chapter. This is it. <laughs> you can't just redact that and then just be like, okay, well he never died, so. I think a lot of people just kind of wanted him to be. Maybe, I don't know if he was a ghost or whatever. I don't know, but... But they kind of set it up as Tommy being the possible new psycho at the end when his his sister is hugging him and he's got this look and it's... That was originally, I believe, a possibility, but I like that it didn't turn out to be Tommy. Although they kind of still give you that in this, is he, isn't he, is he, isn't he? But when Ethel your friend Ethel, she has that gentleman that shows up at the door. She thinks he's something, right? But she's acting like he's the most ugly man in the world, she says. Who the fuck are you? What the yeah, fuck I mean, do you want? <laughs> I just love her. I mean, my God. But okay, so that was, was that, did I read that scene wrong? Like she's too good to say that she thinks this guy's hot, but. No, I think she really thinks that man is like ugly to the core. He, She was like, that is one ugly fella right there. And then he was like, Junior, you're not so good yourself. You but that's why I thought when he said something to her, she's like, not, you're not so good yourself. Meaning like she really did like him because he was like this hulking guy like ma'am can i get some food i don't even know what the hell well like, it's 
also interesting that she immediately was okay with the fact like, yeah, I'll have the stranger work on my farm and then I'll feed you. I mean, that, that right, just seems right. to be sort of like code for that yeah. part of What's town. What's she feeding him? What's she feeding that him? That nasty ass stew that home dude was eating just now. Like, Was that what she was really going to feed him? You're funny. That stuff looked disgusting. Ugh. Every part of that. So th- again, this is just on the lands of Crystal Lake. This is just part of it. So this is a, a newly formed program, Rob, for these kids that have been through things it's kind of a way to not have them in the average system kind of esque thing they get away they get to be in nature be surrounded by fellow kids and the characters in this movie what do you feel about these groups of teens that we get so i immediately get nightmare three dream masters (sighs) vibe because of all of these kids just at this you know, center for troubled teens. But apparently this is a place for sort of a rehabilitation. Is that how you said it? Yeah. Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation, yes. And with each teen, we don't necessarily get a backstory as to why they're there, but they are there to prepare themselves to be able to be put back into society and for the most part, take care of themselves. And so they, they each have their own little quirk that doesn't really allow them to fully be able to you know hold a job down or take responsibility or you know just kind of do their own thing uh one person in particular that i did read about online is the character of robin so robin she has what is called pba which is pseudo um bulbar effect Now, this is, you can call it like an emotional incontinence, but it's basically a disturbance and it's characterized by uncontrollable episodes of crying, laughter, and anger, or other emotional displays. So an an example of this is when Jake sort of like confesses that he likes her and that he wants to, you know, sleep with her and she just starts laughing. That is an example of PBA. And so, you know, immediately after where she kind of felt bad, but she can't help herself. Good, she should. That poor <laughs> Jake. I felt so bad for him. I did. I yeah. really felt bad for him. Yeah, and uh, Jake, we don't really get too much story on, but he does have a stutter. I don't know why that would be a reason for him to be at this I camp. I know, yeah. But... They're just like, give him a stutter. That was like a character choice. Yeah, but yeah, so so she's actually going through something, and I, you know, it. this camp necessarily didn't give any reason that they were working with each other. They were just kind of hanging out. This honor code and this honor honest system and and just them just kind of doing their own thing i i get they need to practice just kind of being on their own but it's also to create a unity of chosen family like i kind of get that but these counselors didn't know what the hell they were doing they couldn't keep their eyes on them they would always get away doing god knows what and it just didn't look like it was a well thought out plan this location i just don't get what it was for but they never are well thought out in camp crystal lake none of these <laughs> i feel like this is all not thought out and everyone dies always so it's also a little bit of a possibility that Robin actually is could be related to one of the counselors from the very first oh. one. So the last victim that Pamela took out shares the same last name. I don't know if it's an Easter egg or if it's like a possible like Bra- relation. Robin Brown, I see her name here. Exactly, okay. yeah. So Bill Brown was one of the oh, counselors from the yeah. first one. And then you have Violet. So Violet, she oh, obviously yeah. is like literally out of tune. 
to reality. All she does is want to listen to music. She's like this new wave girl. She, you know, that's all she talks about, thinks about. She, she It's just her own thing. Did you go to school with someone like this, Rob? Not maybe new wave. I would call her pre-goth, pre... I feel like we were in the generation of goths kids like this girl was at my school and she was probably listening to music like that <laughs> i i i did not have anybody like this in my life but yes i did see them around for sure but yeah i mean we can we can say that she obviously just did not want to really deal with the real world and she's just kind of stuck in her own like musical bubble but she also shares a last name of a counselor Ooh. from part two so she goes by tina there is a uh, counselor from the second one you know the the owner of muffy the one who brought the dog <laughs> Muffin. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, they share the same last, last name of McCarthy. So there's a possibility there too, but I doubt it. I think these are just Easter eggs. I would love if it was that thought out because I do love my continuity, as you know. Yeah. Violet is really one of the most well-known parts of this movie because of the song in his eyes and the sequence. If that doesn't scream 80s to you, and when you think of Friday the 13th, like this is a pretty big moment in the franchise from such a hated chapter of, of I, the movies. I totally agree. I mean, it's not the most creative death, but I mean, it's a very unique one at that. I mean, again, it just really shows this woman is not really aware of her surroundings. You know, she wants to just shut everything out, and this man literally walks up to her. She doesn't feel him. She doesn't hear him. Like, And she's just dancing. She's in her best life. And this man just comes in and ends her. But it's just her look, too. The woman is, I wouldn't say iconic, but she's memorable enough that they created her. So it's kind of like an inspired version of her was put into the Friday the 13th video game for PlayStation, Xbox, and whatnot. Rob, every time you mention this, I wish I was able to play this because I bought this not knowing it was an online game. Yeah. So I have this game for years and I don't know have anyone to play it with so this is the saddest thing in my life i i <laughs> did play it a few times i knew someone who had the online capability so i was able to play it you don't i mean yes you have to have the online sort of like feature to play it with others i mean you have to go into a specific room and then everybody has to be assigned to either jason so or one of the things i know i was pissed off too i just think it's such a waste you know because you could play as jason correct me if i'm wrong but it's yes. weird it's not as fun i didn't know what the hell i was doing i want to i want to run away you can play as jason okay before we get real off topic i do want to share like this really cool feature oh, is yeah. that so if you play jason if you are able to kind of get close to them or if you are in the vicinity of a location where they can't see you you can actually press a button that will have you sort of teleport to a different part of yes. the island and that gives the illusion that he just appears wherever but it only works if you're not seen and I, I kind of like stuff like that I honestly Rob I think that's a great way to explaining how he can get place to place I would almost love it if that was official canon almost like he can what would you call that just teleport that's what teleport I yeah from place 
use the place, but it's only like short range, like a, I guess like a night crawler. Yeah. To get into the, the plot a little, there is a, there's a fellow kid named Joey who is much like another character from part three, Shelly. Very hated character in this franchise, I feel like. But he does not last too long because this kid, Joey, he's, he's eating an ice cream. There is this other, they say kid, but this guy, Vic Rob, he looks like a grown ass 47 year old man. So this is why <laughs> this, this is why this center should have been shut down immediately. The fact that they allowed this angry ass man get close to any weapon, let alone an axe is like the most weird. I mean, there's nothing right. on his face that says that he's control of his own emotions. It was ridiculous <laughs> to have this man close to a weapon. And I love the fact that this sequence, this scenario has never happened in the past. This is the one time that he had it, that he's had it. Like that was just weird for it to be like now, you know? Could you blame him? No, no, <laughs> I would never, I would never, that's so terrible. So Joey begins to unintentionally aggravate Vic to the point where Vic begins to hack Joey with the axe killing him. This is when, if it didn't get shut down earlier, just what Rob just said, should have been shut down right at this moment. It was, I guess, the 80s, but still? Should they carry on? <laughs> Right, yeah. So the police arrest Vic and one of the paramedics, Duke, jokes about Joey's death. But another paramedic, Roy Burns, is obviously saddened by the death. I don't know if he was saddened as much as he was just looking. Well, this, <laughs> I mean, this is the illusion that they tried to convey is that this was very shocking to the paramedic and that he didn't really take the, the like of, of what happened to Joey. You know, it just it just looked bad for him. And, he, and they but they put the camera on this man for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine what people who were watching this for the first time thought about it. Like maybe he he was sort of a, a voice for the audience on just expressing how like messed yes. up this was. Yes, yes. I agree, Rob. I think that's how it's taken. Or I think the first time I watched this, I thought it was just a weird choice to linger on him to show an emotion like that, but not to what the outcome was. I never put two and two together because it's so random, I thought. But I guess that's a good way of putting a plot together. Yeah. We also get a character that I honestly personally love, Reggie the Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love him and his brother. I love that whole sequence that happens with his brother. Well, what do you think of this character? I was just happy. I mean, we got a few of them in part three, but I was just happy to have a black character in yes. one of these movies. So, yes. I mean, yes. that's that's me. That lives. That lives. Yeah, exactly. And dumb me dumb me i cannot believe this the whole time i look at this boy and i'm like i know this face but i just don't know where from he's probably been in everything this man is weasel from family manners one of eddie's good friends towards the end of the series. i had no idea that was him and i looked that up as well and you, you beat me to it okay I, no idea that was so crazy but yes i think reggie is a very fun character it makes sense that he's there and you know they got the you know the black guy doing the help his grandfather but he 
loves this kid. I love his face when it's the morning and he's he doesn't want to be with these crazy people. <laughs> and he wants to visit his brother that's in town. And I love that he gets so disappointed, but his grandfather gives this look of such love for him. He is so optimistic, just full of happiness and joy yes. at this place. You know, I he, yeah. wa- he should be on Sesame Street. I would love this grandfather to be on Sesame Street. He looked <laughs> like he should be on set. He was so optimistic, yes. And and he allows Reggie to go see his brother later on. So that sets that up. Yeah. Uh, Pam, Rob, female heroine. There's always one in every Friday. This pa- Pam is a little older than the other female heroes that we got. So she is a mature woman. She's a doctor of some kind. Or is she just some kind of health professional that works in this place with these kids? She must have some training. I'm- that's, that's what's so confusing about this center. I don't even know what these two do. <laughs> we they- they have jobs there. We they just have a license to, you know, care about these kids. I mean, I, I can't hate on them, but I just, they're me- I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what they're doing. They never had sessions or tried <laughs> to help them. They were just like, go pick a room, do chores, and then maybe one day we'll let you out. You know, like, Could that's it have basically... Been a- could it have been a way for them to have kids do work, manual labor? I, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on. A sweatshop. I didn't, I didn't mind Pam. I think Pam is, is a fun girl. I, I enjoyed sort of her laid back sort of mentality. You know, she gave these kids a break. She wasn't so yes. stern like the yes. other gentlemen. I love when Reggie was like, Pam, come here, come here. <laughs> Meet my girlfriend, Pam. I loved that. And moment. she, she looks at him, but then carries on and smiles like, like, okay, I'll be his girlfriend for the She's afternoon. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, she understands what's going on here. So, I, I thought she was cool. Oh, Rob, I wrote here. Do you think Reggie is the grandfather of the nail clipping boy in Halloween? <laughs> 2018, like, making these funny ass comments. Like, I love that he's like, I don't want to be with these crazy people. Like, <laughs> these. <laughs> well, you know, Freddie and Jason already share a universe. I doubt Michael Myers is a part of that. Oh. <laughs> God, I would have loved it. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Nita? Hey, girl, what's up? Okay, can we just talk about his brother now that that we're doing this? So another scene that I feel like is massively known from this movie that gets played is the ooh, baby, ooh, baby. They were so cute together. They were so cute. I like them. And, you know, he, you know, was starting to come into the the movie business. You know, I've seen him. Return of the Living Dead. Exactly. Exactly. There's been some other horror uh, credits to his belt, and he is definitely memorable and it's funny too you know i I think about and god i hate to get serious with friday the 13th but no lay on it lay it on there is this thing about seeing people that look like you on screen and you know like i'm watching this at home with my brother when i'm younger and like of course this part stood out because there's a little bit of the culture that kind of comes into it too when we're watching reggie talk to his older brother and just the way that they interact with each other it's just i don't know there's just something about it so yes that's gonna stick more into my head than you know than anything else and 
I just think that's really cool. So that's why representation matters and stuff like this, yes. no matter how big or small. But yes, his his scene definitely stood out. He was a cool guy. He was funny. They had a little funny scene. I <sighs> I enjoyed their stuff. It's a random scene that happens in like these 80s movies, but it furthers the plot along to get Pam and Reggie out of the house and Tommy as well uh, for an important part when Jason is killing uh, well, that's the, the other thing. members. He, he, we need him to be away in order to further the illusion that it could be him doing all of this. The same time, it allows us to have these characters like Rob saying, and I kind of wish that he was one of the main characters, him and his girlfriend. I wish they were more involved because they are so memorable. So uh, let's just get to their death. I mean, this is the first off in a porta potty of, of all ways to go. I, I want to say that her body was blocking the door and oh. that she couldn't leave because it just was weird that he chose to just hide in there. And I'm like, I know that he had a little bit of trouble opening it and he looks down and sees her, but like I'm every time these movies come out, it just seems that every time you see a dead body, there's this force field that you can't pass. Right, right. Like, right. Uh, like I'm going to catch something if I touch a dead body. It's so weird. Like every time a body appears, bam, got to go the other way. It's like, no, move, dead bitch. Like I'm going out. I'm leaving. Like, I don't want to be in this area anymore. And But he, he stayed in the box because I think maybe it was just wedged. I don't know. She was and on the sh- ground. I mean, it was shocking. So this is Demon and Anita. So Anita teases Demon at one point. He goes in the porta potty because, oh, by the way, do you like his scene offering all the burritos? He had like different things. I know. He had all that. I wouldn't have Tacos, touched. Tacos, burritos. I wouldn't have touched one bit of it. Like, you're trying to feed me in a van. I don't even know where you got it. It's not even wrapped up. No, <laughs> I don't know. He like was hospitable. There. He was very hospitable. But It's true. I'm not. Oh, yeah. And let me point out how polite this man was. I mean, don't judge a book by its cover. Just earlier, we yeah. got some paramedic who is allowed to be around people, dead bodies, and ha- like hold a job. This man yes. is out there doing coke with a waitress and doing, you know, donuts with his car. I forgot about that. Yeah. But God forbid, Demon, who just dresses all punk rock, is like the one of the most polite people in the movie. He's so likable, but yet, fuck this black dude. You know, like he's a delinquent. You know, I don't want you around him. You know how I feel about him. And it's like, don't judge and a book, man. In fact, punk rock, too. He, this again, he is right off of Return of the Living Dead because he's playing the same character. The same like- character. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anita does this thing that he she shakes the porta potty and then they do that little cute moment with the with the song. And it again is so well known from this movie. I think that's what gives it points. <laughs> I guess we're all over the place. So back at the house, the kids are getting killed off. Rob, when Violet does get killed, I want to echo something you said earlier when you it's like Dream Warrior. Is, is Violet not walked right over to nightmare one of the nightmare movies i feel like this character she totally could have i think i did say dream master before oh i'm so bad at yeah dream warrior you're correct it's part three i said dream master i knew what you but i knew what you were talking about thank you thank you well no i think she could have she totally could have fit into that group of teens the one of the last of the elm street kids for sure yes oh put it on me with uh sinead o'connor with the the roach motel woman yeah she could have been her spotter she could have been dancing (laughs) 
that one working out. <laughs> so she gets killed. We also get the characters that you mentioned earlier, which were... Robin. Robin and Jake. So Jake admits to Robin that he likes her with his adorable stutter. I don't know. I think stutters maybe because I must have a speech impediment, I always say, the way I speak. I think there's something cute about them. I love my nerds. I love my geeks. I think Jake was so adorable in this movie, especially when he was trying to be super vulnerable with Robin. I just was like, oh, that is so hot. (laughs) Take off your clothes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, he he, obviously, he obviously has like a little bit of a social inept thing. You know, his temper is a little short. You know, the way he reacted to Violet for setting a, an extra, you know, plate for the dead people. Ooh, at the, and he was yeah. like, you don't set a plate for dead people. And I'm just like, well, duh. I forgot. You She's know? like very like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he I thought he was adorable. I mean, he was he was he was he was smart enough to be in charge. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pam put him in charge. Yeah. The Cyclops of the group, the Boy Scout. Yeah. So. So with those two, again, I, I enjoy most of these deaths. I thought their execution, especially for not being able to see the killer right away, I thought they were still pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, putting Jake next to Robin was weird. I don't know why she didn't smell him or feel extra weight on her mattress. I don't know what was going on. That bed was not that big. And it was a bunk bed. They're usually twin beds. Like, how could she not tell that he was right there? But what a sight, right? That And you know she had to strip down just to go to bed. I know. I know. She had to take that top off. We needed to see that. We just Be careful had what to. you wish for, Jake. You got in a bed with her. <laughs> oh, but it was the opposite. Jake should have took it off. <laughs> I know. But what was weird about this movie, though, and I was kind of watching for it because knowing me knowing the ending, I wanted to watch closely how everything just sort of spiraled. Right. And, you know, we we see the dead body of Joey, and then all of a sudden, these random people start dying outside of the camp. And so, I understand that the killer sort of snapped, but what was the point of taking out all of these, like, innocent bystanders? I mean, who who knows how close that town was? I think what happened is that Roy was pissed and hated that guy. No! The guy was the one who dropped off Tommy it wasn't his paramedic partner the guy with the mustache with the tongue from earlier he's like yeah with his (laughs) so I it was just weird to kind of take them out just for no reason especially the two greasers from Greece like there was no point in that it it would be different if they were witnesses to something he did but is that part of the red herring though that you're not supposed to know who's the killer I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what he did was just try to make it so random that it wouldn't tie back to him, I guess. And so let's just kill all these random people. But yeah, he just kind of comes out of nowhere. And so it's like, I guess what we were supposed to think is that Jason is gone. Like they wanted right. us to believe right. that I guess Jason was not going to come back and that it had to be some kind of new person. But then why were people so pissed that it wasn't Jason then? And that's what I don't understand. I agree. I agree. Because this movie never hinted at all that this was Jason at all. People just assumed it was. But there was no hint that it was. We never saw the mask. We never saw Jason until the very end when he attacks Pam. Like when all the bodies are discovered. And like, yes. that's the only time we get a full-fledged reveal that Jason, quote unquote, is back. But the execution of that, I just thought was weird. So yeah, there wasn't really supposed to be a Jason. At one point, we literally just get... Oh, earlier, by the way, Rob, do you think Jake... 
I always wondered this. Was Jake trying to talk to Violet, like, as a friend because he was upset? He wasn't trying to, like, go and have was, sex no, with her. That was plan B. That was oh, so Oh, is plan- that what it was, plan B? Not, we, no, we don't know exactly. But to me, she was definitely plan B. I used to think that. And then this time watching it, I was like, wait, was he just upset and wanted to talk to her friends? But yeah, I thought it was plan B. Yeah, so okay, that makes more sense. But, I mean, that's the other thing is that we didn't really get too much story with these kids and their relationship with each other, you know? Right, The right. only people who got storyline was the sex-crazed couple, you know? And, yeah, and the and the rednecks from earlier that, for some reason... So, that co- those couples, I just want to say, got the best kills, in my opinion. Um, so, Demon's Kill, I thought, was very tragic, the way that he died. Because, man, I was feeling that man's pain, and he just didn't have nowhere else to go. But the, the couple's death, man... Oh my God, those were brutal. I mean, yeah, I, I just thought they just, it was it was just painful, just painful. He just loves eyes. You notice he took out the grandfather oh, with the eyes yes. too? Yes, poor grandpa. And that, yeah. again, it's these, they, I got to give it to a slasher film that gives you characters in a short time. And it's probably, honestly, the actors, whatever they can give to these roles. They're likable enough that you feel like, damn, damn, these, this good guy just got killed or this character got killed. So give it up to Grandfather, give it up to Demon and Anita. We get only Pam, Reggie, and Tommy. And did I, have we given proper props to this Tommy Jarvis yet? I, I don't think I've given enough props to this man, his body. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, John Shepard, uh, Tommy Jarvis from part five, he is my Tommy Jarvis. Yes, okay, okay, that's settled then. He is my Tommy Jarvis. I know a lot of people like the part six Tommy, but part five, he is my Tommy. That's, that's who I like when I see Tommy. And aside from the obvious, I thought that he looked really good and you know it's i mean blame it on the 80s whatever you want but i like his i just everything about and his body was gorgeous like and what about those lips i know you like those lips uh, the lips too but again it's it's the it's the acting for me it's the it's the trauma it's it's the dealing with it you know he's seeing jason hallucinations the way he's like mirror shot yeah he's quiet but he's kind of like trying to reach out in a certain way to connect with people you know he gets a little bit sensitive when he's like so you're one of the nuts and he goes, is that what they call us here? And so, like, he he is a sensitive person. He's he's aware. And, he, you know, he's trying to deal with it. I just want to know when he learned how to fight. I, I don't know where this came from. This man knew the moves. He was... He got it from his sister Trish because she gave it to Jason in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he did come from a loving family. So it's sad that he suffered this and that he ended up in a place like this. But, yeah, his moves, Rob. Thank God. Yeah. I feel like Pam is Tommy's lullaby. Like... Hulk is to Black Widow because every time she speaks, he just snaps out of it. <laughs> like he goes into this Hulk mode and then bam, he is now. So Pam has some skills then? She actually has some training? I mean, at, at least to, to be a soothing, calming voice or that he immediately sort of just respects her in a way to like, when he hears her, he wants to like not be that guy in front of her. I don't know. He's fighting some urge, obviously, of some killer instinct. And we're still kept on with this mystery of, is he the one who is doing all of these murders or whatever. So when you were watching this, 
you know sort of the ending right and who the who jason is did you believe yes. that within the execution of this did they did they do a good job on keeping the mystery or do you think it was more, more obvious that it wasn't tommy no i actually i think they did well with the mystery i never would have guessed it was the paramedic a matter of fact i always kind of assumed they might try to play it off as tommy especially after how the other one ended so that way i'm i was sur- surprised with everything but the ending to this rob is before i forget that barn i always associate it with the barn from the previous movie because it must be on that in that camp crystal lake like higgins haven i think it was called me from part three i think because it to me it's the same exact thing there that gigantic window in the top but i love that reggie comes in on the farm equipment at the end to save the day and save pam so that i just didn't want to forget mentioning that yeah reggie in his red sweatsuit matching top and bottom i love it i also enjoyed the gag about the lightning revealing the bodies especially when (laughs) yeah when pam goes to look in the room and she doesn't see anything until the lightning strikes i thought that was kind of funny but yeah this is the time that we get to see the jason mask in full force which took an hour and 10 minutes to do in this hour and 32 minute film so we only got the mask at the end but if you notice the mask has blue stripes instead of red which would indicate a different jason as well i like the blue i know people don't like that either like anything to do with this movie but i like the blue Uh, there was also one part where, you know, they're running out of the house and she they see the EMT car and then they find that his partner's yes. in there. But then, like, Jason pops up and it's like, fool, how did you get there so fast? And then he decides to duck down so he can, like, do a big reveal. I'm like, oh, you're so clever. The, you know, the whole last battle of it all and everybody's, like, scrimmaging in the in the barn and he sees Jason and he's still traumatized and I can't believe he allowed his his chest to get cut like I actually jumped oh, on that yeah yeah because I thought he would snap out of it before getting cut but yeah that man just was able to kind of get on him but Jason comes out he's bald he's got the mask on the suit and you know what they gave a small hint in the beginning he stands in Roy he stands in front of the body on the floor in the beginning and he sort of gives this stance that Jason does and oh yeah he just kind of approaches it and just gives this like two-step stance that Jason does all the time and I was like that was your clue right there but we go through this madness of them trying to get away from him and he falls on the spikes which oh looks so painful but oh do you like that it unveiled magically the mask came off and it unveiled the fact that he had a bolding basically a jason costume on yeah. over his head yeah at the same time to reveal that shot and at first so you kind of like who the hell is that when i was a kid i could not recognize him for the life of Yo. me it really took forever for me to understand exactly who he was and what he had to do with these kids but roy burns is joy burns father he didn't let anyone know that he had a child 
let alone a child in this area. I don't know if he decided to work on the same beat to be around him somehow. I don't know what his involvement was, but he decided to just be this silent father and for some reason felt very emotional over his death and decided to get revenge. I'm sorry, but that man had a photo. Do you know when they do it in TV shows when they need to take a photograph of somebody because they don't have the person as a kid or something? It was literally a photo of that guy Joey sitting on set, probably just eating the ice cream coat. I think he probably even had chocolate or ice cream on his face still. That's how bad this photo was in his wallet. (laughs) But okay, he loved his son so much that this set him off. I think it's okay, Rob, because like you said, there was no promise that this was Jason in the sense of Jason. Tommy's haunted by Jason and this will further his craziness. It's just random. It's random. Like, we get no clues whatsoever that these two are related or that's all it's gonna take for this man to just kill everyone. And as far as snapping, you know, like part of this is revenge. He feels sort of the same as Pamela is that these people just doesn't care about the ones that are there and I love the fact that he goes after everyone except for Vic Vic may be in jail and locked up and it may be hard to get to him but why don't you go after the actual killer like could we have seen like a tire being shot out or something and then the car like he gets no revenge on the actual killer let's just kill everybody else it's bullshit it's bullshit I think that's also part of they wanted you to think that somehow Vic didn't make it to prison and he might have been I think I think I could be completely wrong but I thought he was part of the clue mystery of who did it yeah so I mean I like the idea of a copycat I think it also makes sense that if somebody wants to get away with murder they would do this because how easy was it for the sheriff to be like oh it's Jason even though the man is fucking dead and he believed he it believed right, it so right? like yeah I think this was a very smart move I just think people maybe just didn't connect with Joey to care did we want his death to be avenged but honestly I mean they as I say the powers that be really needed some reason no matter how outlandish it was for the series to continue Right. and so maybe out of the reception of this movie what everybody thought of it they were like well fuck it let's just give you a goddamn zombie we're not even gonna care how it happens if you guys want him back fine he's just a zombie cause there's no way to bring this character back part 4 was it it would have had to been Tommy right it would have had to have been a Tommy as Jason now escaping at the end Pam Reggie and Tommy are alive still and they do the famous that every Friday so far ends on a bait and switch of they're in the hospital they kill somebody they kill one of the main characters so there's a thing that we think Pam is murdered by Tommy but it turns out to be a dream but Tommy does escape at the end to set up that he's gone mad he's gone crazy he's jumped out the window of this hospital do you think Pam adopted Reggie I always thought that in my <laughs> head canon I hope she took care of him I'm I'm sure he did it'd be nice to know what happened to them I mean it's a good thing that they lived but yeah I have a feeling they're still in each other's lives in some way this is widely considered the worst in the series mainly because of the twist ending the previous film in the series bore the title the final chapter and the producers of this installment in intended to take the franchise in a new direction. But 
fan outrage over the infamous twist ending led to the more traditional approach with Jason Lives. Some fans consider A New Beginning to be the black sheep of the series. However, in recent years, some fans seem to have warmed up to this movie and accept it as part of the series. Well, thank you for accepting it as part of the series. <laughs> you guys can accept. Oh my God, Jason goes to hell. <sighs> I, I, for some reason, I don't know. I can't. Well, so I will say this, that the the body count, while it was very high, these characters- 22 yeah. or something like that. Crazy. These characters were not as likable uh, compared to the other films. As far as counselors, campers, whoever it may be, these group of kids got no story. They they got no background. There's nothing really that likable about it. I mean, Violet, of course, you know, with her dancing, obviously amazing. But otherwise, nobody cares about these kids. As far as the reason for Jason, as we discussed, I think with a huge combination of all of this, it just seems like this one-off, like cheap shot to grab more money it i don't i don't even see it as an insult to the audience i think that this movie had characters who ran when they needed to yeah thankfully i mean most of them died under like very quick circumstances i don't think there was any wrong move done on anybody's part you know they died because they had to and the guy just you know just well i would say the waitress girl she was annoying as fuck the way that she was crawling around trying to get away i'm like no woman it's not gonna work it's not gonna work but i i think generally people don't want this type of stuff i think with the other ones there's these more memorable characters that get more of a storyline more screen time right like we just got nothing from these kids and it just sucks to start off this new beginning on such sort of a weak start when it comes to sort of like the plot and whatnot. But I don't mind the twist. Was I fooled by it? Was it an amazing one? No, but I don't care. I think this is a good reason to start over if you don't want to go into the supernatural side of it. Right, right. I didn't mind this at all. I didn't. But you know me, I just, <laughs> I just think outside the box all the time. I just think the ending was so shit. Like dream or no dream. Like where did he get the mask? Where did he get the knife? How did he even? That's how did he even get uh, his pocket knife into his bag? Like being I escorted to the center, he even had his pocket knife still. And I'm like, why are you holding on to this? But like, yeah, the knife, like all of it just was weird. But I will say this, when he is laying in bed and he looks up <laughs> and he sees Jason and he gives this really big breath, like, whoa, what a, for me, I thought that was a very internalized mental breakdown moment of him I slowly just losing it. And just, did you see how his face just changed from just acceptance there was so much acceptance in his face like this is who i am john shepherd i swear to you like fuck the people like you did it you did it in this movie for me i felt all of that transformation and like if it if it was real damn too bad but i felt it i thought he did a great job in this it's just that dream all of that makes no sense and for that to be the ending is just weird because that would have set up a perfect okay tommy is jason now but no everyone wanted the one and only 
Jason. Yeah. The, the boy legend himself. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have this as your Tommy, since it has always been my Tommy. I know our dear Jeanette that listens, her favorite Tommy is number six. Mm-hmm. I know she loves her Tommy number six, but yeah, there's something about John Shepard's performance that will go down in the bowels of radical retro history. Well, one thing that I wanted to kind of bring up, uh, I didn't get a chance to earlier, so let me make sure that I read this right. Um, Violet, apparently, was supposed to die differently in her room. She was supposed to get stabbed in the vajayjay. Did you read about this? I did not read about the vagina part, but I think... Did she, was there something about her dancing that was really incorporated or something like something that? Something like, so, or, yeah, originally she was supposed to get killed by getting stabbed in the vagina. I don't know why. Ooh. Uh, but you can also see a photo of her, like, kind of sitting there with, like, bloody like spot on her on her location yeah but i i don't know i think reading the script or the way that it was supposed to play out just didn't work for them and so they changed it and she just gets stabbed in the stomach or whatever but i read about that i'm okay with that switch i read about that i was like oh yeah i don't know the significance of this but i'm glad they changed it That was another Radical Retro Rewind. Rob, where can the people find you? And what is coming up this Wednesday on Movie Geek and Proud? So summer camp and other movie tour continues. We're in July now. This week we did Holes. Next Wednesday we are doing the camp that is everywhere but nowhere. We're doing Camp Nowhere with Christopher (laughs) Lloyd. Do you remember Camp Nowhere? Yes. Yes. I love the way you put that too. Smart. Uh, Ryan, not Ryan, but a different Ryan will be joining me to review that film. This will be his first watch. He mistakenly took this title and thought it was a horror film and was like, yes, I want to do this movie. And so when he looked it up and pushed play, he was like, oh. (laughs) That alone is like half the reason to tune in. I want to see if what the hell he actually thought. Yeah, so next Wednesday will be Camp Nowhere, just sort of uh, highlighting a camp where you can basically do whatever you want with no adult supervision. Uh, Movie Geek and Proud can be found on most podcast apps, including Anchor FM, Spotify, and also Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at MGNP Podcasts and on Instagram, Movie Geek and Proud, all one word. And you can reach the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, all one word, on Instagram. We are also on YouTube, where you can find video formats of the podcast and more. We recently launched a new series of videos called In the Basement where I randomly dig up boxes from my parents' basement with my random crap thrown in and go through it and share it with everybody. So those are going to drop on Tuesdays, hopefully, because there's a lot going on on Wednesdays and Fridays. (laughs) And Sundays on Brunch with the Hollowells, a charmed podcast that is also one of Rob's. Yes, yes. We are wrapping up season six. I believe uh, you you and I, Ryan, will be doing the finale this week, so definitely tune in for that. Uh, that can also be found on most podcast app- podcast apps as well. And yeah, I'm looking forward to doing part six. We're going to round out the whole Tarmy Jarvis Chronicle together next Friday. And happy 4th of July on Sunday, everybody. Holy crap. Happy 4th of July. And yes, we will be back with, with another episode next Friday. Friday.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.